we are off. Hello, my lovely humans. Hello, my lovely beings out there. And welcome to another episode of Get Wood. <laughs> it's me, Jess Wood, your pal, your hostess, your gal with the mostess. What are you all dressed up for, Jess? Well, I'll tell you what. Happy Fat Tuesday. Just because everything's closed down doesn't mean we got to close down the glitter machine. Y'all want to sing along? Yeah, you do. Come on. It's Tuesday, your favorite day of the week and your favorite thing to do on a Tuesday. That's right. Come on in and join me, won't you? A-bam. And you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad. I'm broad. I'm a broad who's broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm a broad. I'm a broad and I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, diddling, diddling myself. And it feels so good. You know, your sauce will mix with ours. And we'll make a good goulash, baby. Oh yeah, what I say what time it was? It's time for Get Wood with Jess Wood. Hi, everybody. Hi, kids. Hi, gang. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. It's all my kids. Uh, happy Fat Tuesday again. I hope somebody ordered that king cake because mm, mm, I dressed myself like a king cake today for Fat Tuesday. Big love to my girl, Jules, for reminding me that it is Fat Tuesday and to celebrate. Because anytime I get a chance to celebrate, I am down, okay? I am so down to celebrate all things, all right? So let's get down in celebration. I am dressed like a king cake today. I've got the gold. I've got, I've got the gold. I've got the green. I've got the purple. And uh, if you want to dig around, you might find a baby doll in here. <laughs> No, you won't at all. Uh, anyways, it's a very exciting day for me because, well, it's snowing outside where I am right now. And as you know, I am a girl from Los Angeles. I don't love to admit that, but you know, Hollywood, California, what are you going to do? No weather. No weather. It's 70 something and sunny, man. Fucking shut up. Just take another drag. Fuck yeah. LA, welcome to LA. It's 70 something. And it's February and it's wintertime in most places. So it feels really real to be here right now. Have it snowing, have it be freezing cold. And you know what? Gratitude. That's my attitude. You know why? Because I have like a coat and I have like boots and I have gloves and a hat, like so many hats. You don't even know. Like I'm like fucking bundler. Like, I'm like the bundler. Like, if I was a superhero, it would be like, the bundler. And I only really work during wintertime because I have all this stuff to bundle. Uh, because I lived in New York. That's why. Because I moved to New York from L.A. And when I got to New York and it turned wintertime and I was wearing, like, this. And I was like, why am I? I'm absolutely freezing. It's, it's freezing here. And they were like, yeah, bitch, get a fucking coat. What are you doing over here? You're fucking wearing this schmata. You're like wearing a shmata, and you know shmata means rag in Yiddish, which I am a Jew. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of anti-Semites have often said to me, "Oh my God, you don't look Jewish," and I'm like, "Suck a dick." How about that? Or how about I suck a dick? Because I'm Jewish, <laughs> and we love 
sucking dick. I come from a long line of dick suckers, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't mind. I'm proud of it, actually. Uh, New Orleans, what a town, huh? Just to go back for a second to the Mardi Gras and the New Orleans. Now, I have never been down for Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but I was down for Jazz Fest, and just randomly being down there, like, in a, on a random, you know, Thursday afternoon in, uh, August or something, you know what I mean? Like nothing going on. But you know what's always going on on Bourbon Street in New Orleans? Men screaming for women to take off their shirts. Like screaming. I mean, at least to, you know, do a flash at least, right? So we uh, were there. I was there with a couple of girlfriends of mine. Shout out to Jules. Shout out to Nina. And um, we had driven there from New York and we were ready to go. You know, we were having a great time just do, 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 on the Bourbon Street. But when you're walking down Bourbon Street, there are bars that are above and there are balconies at said bars where men will stand outside on these balconies on Bourbon Street and just find a woman, spot a woman whose tits they want to see and just start screaming the description of the woman or what she's wearing. Like the day that I was there, she, she, this one poor babe with like real, as my friend Melissa would say, giant gazumbas. And she was walking, just nicely walking, happened to be on Bourbon Street. She's excited. She's with her friends. She happened to be wearing a red shirt. Well, wouldn't you know, as she passed this balcony, all the men just started chanting, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt. And we all knew what they meant by that. And so did she. And she was like, oh God, no. And she was horrified. And so she walked quicker and she walked away from their vicinity. Well, they didn't take this very nicely. And they just started screaming, boo, boo, boo. It was like Princess Bride all over again. Boo, boo, bow down to the princess of scum. Bow down to the queen of dirt. So it's kind of intense in New Orleans. It's kind of intense on Bourbon Street, or it was. I mean, this was in the before times. And we all went and got uh, henna. It wouldn't be the, the full story. I, uh, my friends would be mad at, you, at me if I didn't tell you the full story of, <laughs> of the trip. It's embarrassing on my behalf, but I don't mind. You know I love you, and I tell you everything. So here we go. So we all went and got a little henna on our bodies, in certain parts of our bodies. And I happen to get henna on my tatas, just above my tatas, just a lovely little spark of, of ink, Indian ink. And the thing about and my friend Nina got some on her belly, and it was just beautiful, beautiful work. And we decided that we were driving home that night after getting henna And I'll say this right now. I'm not really good at helping you drive. If you want me on a road trip, I am fantastic to keep you laughing, to keep stories going. I will put on great music, but do not ask me to drive. Not only am I not really the best driver, but I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm cranky. So my girls happened to know this about me and they were fine with it. God, God, love you, girl. goddess, goddess loves the girls. And, um, and so I climbed into the back of, we were driving a two seater. Oh my God, Jules, you're here. I'm telling the story. Okay. We were driving a two seater. I think it was like a Nissan to 
40X, I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it was a little car, and my girls were in the front, and I was in the back, and remember, I had fresh henna on my chest. Well, I immediately fell asleep as soon as I got into the car and we started driving, which again, no help, not even a laugh or a music from this one in the back. So I fell asleep promptly, and I drool. I'm a bit of a drooler. I am. I don't know who else is drooly, but it's an attractive quality. At least I'm sleeping and it's not happening while I'm awake with you. So I drooled into my chest and I had the community blankie, the car, you know, the car blankie for us three. I had it wrapped around me pretty tight. So when I woke up and it was actually storming and like lightning and thunder and fucking coming down like madness and my friends were like this you know driving and everything was really tense and I wake up and I'm like and I look down and the entire blankie looks like baby a baby had pooped in it through the trip because all my henna got wet from my drool balled into balls and then I kind of in the back seat of the car and the whole blankie was covered in doo-doo henna. And, uh, I, and, I, and I was like, oh, I can't drive right now. It's a storm. There's a storm. And they were like, really, Jessica? Doo-doo henna the blankie and not going to drive. You know what? You're lucky that you're, you've had a hard life and we understand. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't say that to me, but that's what I imagined. Or they were thinking like, she's usually pretty funny, so we'll give her a break on this one, you know? So that's a couple of New Orleans things. Again, happy Fat Tuesday. And uh, thank you to Jules for getting getting me remembering about that it was a big old holiday. And holidays we will, uh, we love, you know, right now in New Orleans, if you guys uh, check it out, they are doing, instead of floats, because nobody can do any floats this year, they're decorating their, uh, thanks Ron, I'm, I'm Fat Tuesdayed up. I, I'm dressed like a king cake. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so you can watch on YouTube, I think is like, oh, they put the floats in their yard. So now everyone's yard in, not everyone, but a beautiful lawns in, uh, New Orleans with floats and decorations and just amazing. And the folks of New Orleans, the locals were saying like, it's kind of cool because usually the floats just go by one time and you only get to see them that one time. But here you can stop and you can really take in all the beautiful stuff. So if you have if you have eyes for that, go and check that out over on Yield YouTubes. Um, hi again. Listen, what a week. What a goddamn week, y'all. OK, here we go. Let's start out with the fact that I went I did get my hair cut, although you can't really tell because I've got my little flowers on, but I went to the barber. Who shot the barber? I shot the barber. Was it you? Shot the barber. Anyway, I can't not sing that song when I say barber. Do you have any of those words where like if someone says a word or you say a word, like you have to say the song that goes with that word? I know you do. I know it's not just me. It can't just be me. I mean, it could be. I have a very strange brain. I did huff a lot of paint as a child. Um, so... I went to go get my haircut on Friday before Valentine's Day. Now, if anyone knows anything, everyone's going to the beauty salon and the barber and everyone's getting their shit all fucking high and tight for Valentine's, right? Now, I wasn't, that's not for me, but what I was doing it for was I uh, celebrate Lunar New Year. Lunar 
New Year. It's like rural juror. It's really like one of those hard things to say. But I do celebrate the Lunar New Year. And unfortunately, there's no Chinatown in New Mexico. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I just celebrated with the, the little customs that I know about. And one of those traditions is, and good supposed to be good luck for the year, is to go get your hair cut. So I went to the, I walked over to a barber over nearby me. And uh, on my walk up, I saw some people coming from the boulevard with signs. And I thought, oh my God, I thought, you know, the political stuff was kind of over and I, I didn't know what to think of why they were carrying signs down my street. And then I saw what the fucking signs were. Okay, there's a Planned Parenthood right up the block from me. And that's what's the deal. They were going and protesting these motherfuckers. You know me. You know I love choice so much. I could have had many babies. Come on. <laughs> I would have a variety show right now if I let them all stay here. But, you know, it's a choice that we should have because it's our bodies. It's not your bodies, sucker tash. So I couldn't believe it. And I saw these fucking people with their signs. And I was like, no way. And then I saw, uh, and they were, and it was like two Hispanic ladies and a, a white guy. And I was like, ladies, ladies, oh, ladies. And then on the other side of the street, where I was, the side that I was walking on, there happened to be a couple guys outside of their house, of the one guy's house and a dog. And so I looked at them and I said, hey, uh, is that what I think it is? And they were like, it sure is. It's disgusting. And the one guy whose house we were in front of, uh, Leo, he was this black guy who was like, kind of, I think he was like my age. I can't really tell how the fuck old people are right now, but he seemed like, we seem like the same generation. And he was like, that's disgusting. It's disgusting that they're fucking doing that. And I always give them a hard time. And this motherfucker wants to park in my parking spot and then tell me something. He can't tell me shit because this is my house. I own this house and he wants to come park in this fucking parking lot and then go protest about some girls. Let them girls do what they need to do. Let them girls choose what they want to choose. And I was like, thank you, sir. Yes, exactly. And then his friend, this little Hispanic dude, he's like, okay, well, I gotta go. And like, he like left when we were, pro when we were protesting the protesters, but it was okay. And I stayed there for a few minutes, chatted up this guy. And then I walked off to go get a haircut to the barber. Who shot the barber? And I go to get this cut. And as I'm turning the corner, one lone white dude with a sign, fucking protester, fucking right to lifer. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I said, and I yelled it cause you know, I'm, I'm masked, but I yelled, leave us alone. And then I decided I have to look into volunteering at Planned Parenthood and walking women and girls in who are going to get their choices for themselves. Cause I think that's important. You don't, you, what, what can we do in this world anymore? That's important. You know what I mean? That shit that part. <laughs> Me no conversate with the fake. That part. All right. So we also had a big, oh, so, okay. Finish the, finish the bar bar story. So I go to the barber and again, it's the Friday before Valentine's. So it's all dudes getting like shape ups. You know what I mean? Like their fades are getting 
you know, and I, <laughs> you know, just walk in that goddamn door and I'm like, hi, can I get a five on the sides and a trim on the top, please? And there's one dude with the chair open. And usually, cause I know, cause I listen to dudes talk a lot. You shouldn't go to the dude who's got the chair open. If everybody is busy and there's a few people sitting and waiting for other barbers, don't take the dude that <laughs> But I did. And I'm so happy that I did because I really enjoy it. And he stayed with the layers. Like, he was so cute. But I'll tell you what. The way he touched my hair. And look, you could come at me if you want about this next comment. I don't give a fuck because here's what happened. This is I'm going to preface this this comment with this something else. When I was living in L.A. this last time, there was a hair cutter across the street that I went to get a little trim. And the ladies were all Mexican ladies. And I knew they had never had a white lady hair in their chair before. Because why? Because she fucking said so. And <laughs> she made people come over and touch my hair. And everybody was like, oh, bonita. And I was like, not really strings stringy really i enjoy yours with the curls and the body and the whole situation but you know you always want what you don't have is that right girls and boys so i had already had a situation where people had been touching my hair had not been used to touching this type of hair so when i went into this barber and young dylan my hispanic de delightful boy who was cutting my hair was touching it so gently and I mean the way he was touching my hair it was like he'd you know when you first learn a skill and it's like fra something fragile and you're like oh be careful be careful yeah this is my and that's how it felt like he was touching my hair and, and he kept checking in with me is that what you were thinking about is that what you wanted and I'm like yeah Dylan thanks and I said I'm Jessica Dylan I'm Jessica and he was like thanks Jessica that was fun and then the credit card swiper didn't work and this boy let me leave and come back. He trusted me. He trusted that I would come back with the money. I, I wouldn't trust me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, let's figure this out. Do you have Venmo or what's happening right now? So I, he trusted me to go out and come back again. So I go out, go out and come back in again. So I get out and I'm walking and I go to the, it's like a Walgreens or a Walt something wall, and I get some money out and I'm coming back. And then I realized, you know, when I walk, every time I walk down this particular boulevard, I get a lot of like, meep, meep. And I, <laughs> look, I appreciate it, fam. I appreciate the knock, knock, beep, beeps. Because a gal gets to a certain age and she thinks, well, I guess I'm just going to disappear from now on. Well, guess who's not disappearing? But actually, guess who was on the blade and didn't know she was on the blade? Yeah, it's the, the blade is where the hookers go. <laughs> oh, no, there's snow. Doesn't matter. The hookers go. So... I was thinking that's kind of odd. So anyhow, I went back and I gave Dylan his dough and he was so excited and we were both very excited. And I'll just flash it to you a little bit because I know everybody's so anxious to see. But he took it down on the sides as a five and then he cut it all through here and he left those beautiful layers. What? He was so goddamn perfion. So, oh, and I have to just clock it to the side. Clock <laughs> it to the side. So we had uh, an adventure at the barbershop. That's we, me and my multiple personalities. Thank you. I um, also want to talk about how uh, 
we had a death this week. Well, there's been so much death this year and coming into 2021. But I got to say, the guy that I need to talk about today who died last week while we were off was Larry Flint. And you may say, you may grasp your pearls and think, oh, Jess, Larry Flint, wasn't that the penthouse man? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, He is a hero of sorts to me, I must say, because he is a hero of the First Amendment, of the freedom of speech. And to me, if your ass is going to take a fucking bullet and keep doing what you're that's a hero. That's that's a hero to me. I mean, shit. You know, I always say I'm going to back all this up. I will back up everything that I say in action. And if you've ever hung out with me, you know that's true, even to an embarrassing kind of point. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so cool. Listen to this. I'll stand up for this. No, I'm just adamant about what I feel is right. And, uh, and I'm kind of bossy. And so that usually, <laughs> both of those together make for a loud mouth uh, broad. And some people like a loudmouth broad. I say, as long as you're coming with some sort of content, do what you will, girl. Like I always say, show your titties, shake your ass, come with a little content and it's even hotter. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel. That's just a lady that feels like that. Um, so, oh, I wanted to also, I'm looking at my notes over here when you see me <laughs> glancing at my notes. Uh, did everybody have a weird Valentine's Day? It felt like, as a single person, it felt like everyone who was hooked up this year was like, yes, I couldn't have done it without you. Like even the people that I know who kind of getting on each other's nerves are like, my queen, my king, I couldn't have done it without you. Like, and I'm like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> it got me, it really got me cranky this year. I'm going to be honest with you. Usually I'm like kind of a lover and I don't mind. And also last few years I've been with the goddamn Wolfman pirate. So I feel like this year being alone and then looking at everybody like pushing their shit out there like my king, my queen. You know, like, okay, I get it. Everybody's in love. Fantastic. But just wait till this is all fucking over and everybody's fucking and sucking everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, those cheaters are having a hard time right now. Shout out to the cheaters that I've had to stay home for a year. <laughs> That's not nice. Um, life would be boring and monochromatic without loudmouth broads. Hey, I'm going to use that for my new tag. Thanks, Ron. God, I love my fucking people. I love you guys so much. Can I just say? Now again, Larry Flint, rest in peace, motherfucker. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, he, he was the first one to pull the lips apart. (laughs) I mean, that was another thing that Larry Flint is known for. Oh yeah. Pink. Just like, ha, you know, just, and, um, I think good. I think good. I think we're a little too weirded out by the poussoir these days. I feel like, uh, we have Megan and Cardi and, you know, Doja Cat. We have all these gals that are out there like, uh, 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 but no one's really talking about anything. And then people go, Oh God, what are they? Why are they saying these things? You know? And you go, you know why you motherfucker, it gets you excited. This is hot. This is hot. But that what else? You know what I mean? Anyway, I get off on a tangent. Stop tangenting, Jessica. Okay. The 
Valentine's card that was my favorite fucking card of ever times. And I'm sorry to any man who's listening who also wrote me a card and I'm not mentioning it. But this fucking card it was from Jeff Mackin and he doesn't mind me telling his whole name because he and I, he's the guy I went and did acid at Disney with just right before we got the lockdown. Uh, I believe it was in January of uh, 20. 20. <laughs> anyway, Mackin wrote me this card and we were very young when we dated, but he had a, always have ha- has had a great sense of humor and kind of a good, he was a good drawer. Would you like to see my drawings? And so he uh, made me a homemade card, always the best, P.S. And on the front, it said, will you, and then it had a picture of a bee, and then it said, my Valentine. And then inside, you open it up and it said, will you suck? And then it had a picture of a rooster. <laughs> That's gorgeous. It's like a lot of thought gone into it. And he knows I'm going to talk on it. So you know what I mean? It goes, it's on brand. My friend hates the word brand. I don't mind you hating the word brand as much as I mind you hating the word moist. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So let's, while we're talking about shaking it and coochies and all kinds of things and sucking cocks, uh, if it's up, if it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. Now, I was interpreting that, interpreting, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, that's another one of those fucking things that gets me. John Leguizamo had a stick, had a, sketch show for like two and a half minutes. And one of the things that made me laugh out of two things that made me laugh on that fucking show was uh, was such a bad show. Uh, He played a cholo. It was like a a cholo interruption cholo moment or something like that. And he he would go on with like dress like a vato, like button at the top and fucking hairnet and everything. And he'd be like, fucking, uh, not, (laughs) <laughs> Shut up. He goes, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And I don't know why, but that shit fucking made me pee-pee every time in my pants. Back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, I love a fucking cholo commercial, you know? Um, you don't see those anymore. Charlie! Ah, uh, Leguizamo. Yeah, no, he takes a hit all the time. Do you know why he takes a hit, Ron? Let me tell you something about John motherfucking Leguizamo right now, okay? Everybody's like, oh, John Leguizamo, John Yes, he was fantastic when he first came out and he did his, like, uh, uh, I forget what the, I don't want to fuck up the names of the shows, but he had those one-man shows in New York and they were amazing and he did all these characters and he was really real and he did all his family and everything. But goddamn, man, he fucking... By the time he went back to Broadway and did a, a, a one-man show called Sex, I believe that's what it was called, um, I was I got a ticket for it, and I put myself in the fucking very, very front of that house because I really wanted to absorb all this stuff. But I had already been doing stand-up, and a lot of my stand-up at that time had to do with sex. So I was like, all right, Leguizamo, let's see what you got, homie. Let's go. Let's see what you got. I want to see you. I want to see you do like your thing. And I went and I sat and I tell you what, this fucking Liguizamo was the hackiest shit I ever saw. Like I want, there were numerous times that I wanted to run up on stage and grab the microphone and be like, here's a joke that I can tell that's real. Oh, it was very frustrating. 
But however, what did a girl do that wanted to get to the next level in her comedy life? She packed a bag with a DVD, a headshot, a resume, and a personal note to this motherfucker John Leguizamo. And I went to the backstage after the show was done because in New York City, you could go backstage after, you know, in the before times again, you could go backstage and wait for the people, the people, the people, <laughs> to come out the back and then you could get a little autograph right so I'm waiting and I'm in the backstage and there's a lot of people mostly Puerto Rican folks all different ages you know like oh so excited little um you know um autograph ready stuff and I'm there with my my manila envelope I'm very official manila envelope dvd headshot resume personal note you know, and the personal note had a lot of good stuff in it. Like you were one of the people that influenced me. Thank you so much for your work. And I really enjoy it. And you're such a talent. And I'd love to have you direct my next one woman show. Okay. So I feel like I I was really getting down. So I wait till everybody else has gotten their pictures and their, you know, the phone picture and their autographs and everything like that. And then finally it's my turn, but no one has left yet. So it's an interesting situation where there's a whole crowd of people around me and John Leguizamo. And then all of a sudden it's my turn to talk. So I'm ready. And let me say something. I had just watched this hacky ass show and I wasn't going to come out like that. Who the fuck am I? Some little girl that's like, I really like your work. So I say to him, hey, Mr. Leguizamo, my name is Jess Wood. I'm a comic too. I brought you a little package because I thought maybe if you enjoyed my work that someday we could work together and you would maybe perhaps direct one of my one woman shows. I've been doing them downtown. There's a pause. All of a sudden, the crowd goes wild. Like the crowd that's around us, the, the, the Puerto Rican folks that are there to see John are all of a sudden cheering me. And they're like, yes, oh, look at her go. You go, girl, that's right, you tell him. You get that shit. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> so much support. So much support that he actually looked around at everyone and then leaned in and gave me a hug and said, oh, girl, you're really brave. Now that's the second time someone in a larger position has told me I was brave. The first time was Russell Simmons when I did Def Jam. And this time was John Leguizamo. So if I went back and I thought about the Russell Simmons time, I would say, well, nothing's coming to this, but I did. I had hope, but you know what? Nothing came of that. And then the next time I saw him perform, I recognized a couple of the bits that I had had on the DVD that I had gave him. Shut up. Sean, what are you talking about? I don't even care. No, but I was like, how dare you? How fucking dare you? That's my shit. Like you take it and then you just be like, that's my shit? Fuck. That's some fucked up shit, yo. That's just fucked up. You know who I would love to talk to and I'd love to work with also is Jesus and Miro because, you know, Jesus and Miro, like I loved them from before, like from before they was like very big because when I lived in New York, people were like, you need to meet them. They're like you, like bodega boys. <laughs> yeah, comedy is a fucking vicious and horrifying business, you guys. It's not like music where people go, hey, hey, man, I love that song that you wrote. Can I cover it in my own voice? You know, 
now and you go, ah, what a pleasure that would be. And I'll get a little cut of that dough and everything like that. Yeah, but it's not like in comedy. They're like, that was my fucking bit. You fucking stealing my bit. And then if you steal, like people have been known to steal from people who are dead already. So they're like, hey, that was Greg Giraldo's bit, you fucking thief. You know, like you can't, there's no, it's not not very communal situation it's quite competitive and they're pretty angry at one another shame on you yeah uh i thank you everyone for your for your backup on that john leguizamo story i don't ever tell that story you know what i don't like to tell stories about people who are famous people like i like to mention people in my stories but like it's i'm not a star fucker if i were (laughs) let me tell you how much money i'd have fuck uh yeah hmm who has integrity this bitch why show your tits or something suck the right dick jessica you you say you love sucking dick so much why don't you suck the right dick sometime huh you ever think of that maybe that would help you keep sucking the dick of these angry artists that are like you that have the same fucking anger issues as you do it doesn't ever work out so um yeah, it was a really nice cheer on. They were really, really nice. The the cheer on folk. Um, anybody else feeling like uh, feeling like they're wasting time sometimes on these new shows and movies that are out right now? I cannot tell you how fucking angry I have been. Yeah, this is now going to be like a review show for a second. Okay, so the next few minutes, we're going to talk about Netflix. It's Netflix. It's got to be because there's three things that fucking. Okay, so first it was uh, King of Staten Island. And I thought, okay, I love Judd Apatow. I I love all the actors in there. Bill Burr's a great actor. Marissa Tomei. Pete Davidson, sure, he's got a fun story or a sad story or a funny, sad story. Whatever. Let's watch it. Why is it over two hours? First of all, why is it over two hours? Scorsese, you fucking asshole. And that it was horrible. I'm just going to tell you why I thought it was awful. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't care. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about his parents. I didn't care about his dead dad. I didn't care about his friends. I didn't, you know who I who I cared about the most? The girlfriend that was getting fucked. The girlfriend who was like, I like, you know, I'm going to do Puerto Rican instead of, I can't do Staten Island, but it's like, uh, she was the only one who I cared about. And, and that's, that's that. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? And I'm also angry that everything right now is in the 80s. Why the fuck does every movie and television show have to take place in the 80s right now? Is that what we're doing now? We're doing like, it's vintage. It's a period piece. Suck a dick. Okay. The next one that I'd like to call out is uh, The Little Things. That's right. Denzel. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, Remy, whatever the fuck, and Jared Greasy Hair Leto. Uh, no, no. Again, too long. That's too long. Uh, and the second thing, and maybe even the first thing I'll sneak it into, uh, you guys, let's talk about this. How distracting was everyone's teeth? Everyone in that, I'm going to call it a movie. It's not a film. It's a good thing it was on TV and I didn't pay for that shit. The, The teeth, everyone with the fucking teeth. Can we, can we yellow some teeth down a little bit, Hollywood? Can we fucking make a little bit more of a realistic mouth on a couple people? I mean, Remy, I know it's just the way his, 
his face is shaped. But Denzel, you're supposed to be like a fucking poor ass, fucking dirty, you know, gr oh, I'm looking at the little thing. Ha ha. Oh, hey, ha. No, get dirty your fucking teeth up. These giant fucking chompers on everybody. Stop it. It's very unrealistic. It takes me out. It takes me out of the goddamn place. Exactly. Take take off the veneers. Why? Why? You're not supposed to be some hoity-toity motherfucker. You're supposed to be like a down-on-your-luck ex-detective from Los Angeles. It's so unbelievable to me. So I couldn't handle that one either. And that one, oh, oh, that movie, oh, it was one of those movies where you're like, wait a second, maybe this is going to be something fun and something good. This could be, this seems exciting. Oh, I wonder, you know, because I'm usually one of those motherfuckers who sits next to you and goes, oh, Da, da da did it. Yeah, no, it was on the thing. With the blah, blah, blah. And people go, fuck you, don't say that. But this one, I could not figure it out. So I was intrigued. And I was like, ooh, this is intriguing. This is intriguing. What are we going to do? What are they going to do here? I wonder what they're going to do. The little things, the little things. Oh, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. No. And then what the fuck with the ending? I'm not going to tell the ending, but I'll just say it was one of those endings that now all of a sudden is like a trendy thing to do to just leave us fucking hanging. Is that what you like to do to us? Just leave us goddamn hanging on the fucking backs of your money. This is some bullshit right here. The teeth and the ending. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, come to England. The teeth over here are very real. Thank you, Sunny. Yes, I know. You're very hello. I think that's why Englishmen love me so much, because I have a bit of a... Right here, it's quite crooked. Yeah, right here, it's quite crooked. And my teeth don't touch, actually. You see this? Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like the people with the fucking teeth. Because I get, like... it. it I get, like, upset. Because maybe I'm... Maybe I'm, you say I'm projecting, would be a psychological word to use, perhaps, that I'm projecting upon people because I'd like to see my Hollywood with bad teeth. Hmm. Realistic teeth is all I really need. All right. Uh, yes, Jared Leto's character had no purpose. It had no, get the fuck. Okay, if one more person challenges me to thug life, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. Do you know what, who the fuck are these people on my Facebook? I know that's out of the blue that I just said that, but I just got a notification on my goddamn phone. I don't need a notification that you're playing me on thug life. I don't need a notification that you took my shit. I don't need a notification that your castle is burning. I don't give a fuck. I don't play it. I don't engage. I get myself off notifications. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just get absolutely seething fucking mad when I get a notification from it. It's not, it's probably not healthy. Anyway, Hollywood teeth are, chick are, are chicklets, expensive chicklets. You're right, Ron. That's exactly what they are. Crooked teeth have character. Exactly. And um, I think it's just annoying as fuck. So on to my third and last review this week. Uh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I can barely, I can barely, I can barely breathe right now because I'm so angry about these, this show. Firefly Lane. Okay. Yeah. You can say, you can say, Jess, why the fuck did you even invest your time in that thing? It looked like shit from the moment. I, why would you invest your time in a goddamn 
TV show that's now on Netflix. It's like a, because it's a total TV show. Catherine Heigl, everybody hates that bitch. I feel bad for her at some point. I'm like, I never met the bitch, but God damn, I never heard somebody be so dragged. You know, this bitch gets dragged constantly, constantly. So I was like, well, maybe, you know, this is her comeback or whatever. So I put that shit on and it's the chick from Scrubs with her. And I don't know the other chick's name. I'm sorry, chick. But it's so it teases you, okay? It teases you. This is what it does. It's again, the fucking, it'll like lay a little something out for you and be like, oh, this might be a little interesting tidbit. And then you go, hey, I was going to stop watching this, but you know what? They put, they put a little tidbit in there and I'm going to go watch it now. And then you watch it and you watch it and you keep on watching it. And then the fucking last episode, I'm not going to say it. Obviously there's no spoilers here because some dumbass is going to go watch that shit for themselves. Not you guys, but someone. And I'm screaming at the television. Screaming. It's unhealthy. I know. But I live by myself, so nobody's going to be harmed. I screamed and screamed at this, at the television. And I said, 10 hours? 10 fucking hours I wasted on this piece of shit that didn't even, it, it didn't even make me, like I had to fast forward through all the sex scenes because the bitch is lonely. I had to fast forward through the fucking sex scenes. I, it, don't make me fast forward through shit and then disappoint me at the end. It, it was absolutely, I was beyond, I was beyond. Ron says, uh, Firefly Lane is for anyone who ever drank Boone's Farm. <laughs> Apple wine while listening to ABBA or Fleetwood Mac is what the website says. Oh no. Oh God. Ew. No. I, and you know, maybe that's why I hated it. Cause I've, I haven't done any of that. And you know what I think it, it's for Firefly Lane is for women. Cause men will not even, I don't believe men should even turn it on or even entertain the idea of watching. I mean, unless you want to see a Catherine Heigl in her bra. Uh, and she's got like some, she's a little thicker, which I'm happy for because the other one looks like she's going to fall down from starvation. So it's like one's a little thick, one's a little thin thing is horrible together. So uh, just the worst. I would say it's for women who never, ever, ever left their room had a friend or went to college, you know, like I didn't go to college. I didn't even really go to high school, but I would say it was for women who, or were like in a sorority, you know, like this is so crazy. Like we're going to go to a, we're going to go to a keg party. And like, there's all these triggering things that happen in the fucking show. Like the one, the crazy bitch's mom is totally like mama. L. Oh, Jesse, I don't think I was, that bad yeah you were worse this lady has her clothes on you know jesse don't be so uptight about being naked honey <laughs> that's what i was told all the time boone's farm is an evil juice it is and alex uh, alexis says uh, i hope it's sponsored by boone's farm <laughs> like why <laughs> Yeah, why would they include that? And also Boone's Farm, that's the, if, unless you're going to 20, uh, Mad Dog 2020, Boone's Farm is like just the next step up. It's really not a classy situation at all. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, speaking of classy situations, um, I guess I'm going to go. 
I've gone a little over today as usual because you know why? I get fucking riled up. I am so riled up. I'm going to go into my courtyard right now and try to make a, a dick and balls out of the snow. That's right, because I'm a mature lady. And um, <laughs> hey, <clears throat> a couple things. If you're a local person and you're listening to this, please come this Saturday to Nopal Gallery on uh, Washington. And I'll be there. I'll be vending my easily distracted t-shirts, tank tops, and boy shorts. And if you guys want to buy any of that stuff, just let me know. Give me a slide into my DM. Uh, if you if you loved the show and you had so many laughs and you can't even believe all the stories that got told and for free, it's a free show. Oh my goodness, Jessica, you're so generous with your goodies. Well, if you'd like, you can always Venmo me uh, at Jess-Wood-10. Yeah, that's right. I'm putting it out there and it's happening. People are doing it. So I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, if you want to hang out with me again, I'm back here on Friday and I'm going to be interviewing a local comic. Um, and I'm really excited. Zach is going to be with me. Zach Abita. I think I'm saying his last name, right? Mm, white lady, white lady syndrome. Anyhow, uh, that's a five thirty mountain time. Do you know, do you know your mountain from your Pacific? Oh, can you believe just I just have to tell you this. It's only been like four months that I've been away, but I, I have to tell you, I miss the ocean. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre a world? I must have a lot of water in my chart. I don't know. I'm going to have to go get my chart done again. So I might have a lot of water in there. Speaking of uh, planets and shit, just be careful out there. It's still Mercury retrograde. I hope you had a fantastic Tuesday here with me on Get Wood. And please come and get it again and again and again. And won't you share it with your friends? That would be lovely. Just, just fine and lovely. Thank you guys. I love you so much for listening and for watching. And I will see you next time. And until then, please be safe and take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Just like Jerry Springer says. I didn't realize that I was saying the same sign off as Jerry Springer. And then I watched the other day. Yeah, it's still on. Uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. <laughs> I love you. I love you guys so much. And uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you back here. You know you love me. Don't even try to act like all cool like that. 